0: By the power of God thrust in the head of Satan and with him those evil spirits who prowl about the world through the rule of souls. Amen.
1: But boys do you think do you think winter's ever going to fucking end? Oof, not this year. Oh my god. Rough. Is it just me or does it seem like it's dragging on
2: forever? I feel like these particularly these last two years have been brutally cold and heavy snow.
1: It just like this year it's been like once a week. Yeah,
2: and I can can you believe that we live in this stupid-ass state, and we don't ski or snowboard.
1: Because it's too goddamn expensive.
2: I know, it sucks. Have you looked
1: at tickets recently? Oh,
2: yeah, it's terrible. It's
1: like $230 for a day.
2: I know, and it's so, like, powder-packed
1: up there. Yeah. We could totally have a good time. That's just the tickets, too. That's not the gas, the time, the I don't food, have any gear, rentals. so I'd have to get all the gear. Yeah, you'd <laughs> say in a one day up at a ski resort up here is like $600 for a local. Yeah. For a local? Yeah, can you imagine the families that come out here with, like, four or five fucking kids? Nah, man.
2: I was at When I was at the airport the other day... This family was pulling out a bunch of ski stuff, and I don't know why I got the sense that they have never skied here before. For some reason, the oh, way yeah. that they packed, I was like, "Y'all are in for for a treat." Every single Hope time, you're prepared. I,
1: every single time I go to the airport and I see someone with skis, and I'm like, "Yeah, we're here for a weekend to go snowboarding and right. skiing. Good luck. We'll get one run. Hey, bring oxygen. Yeah, bring Telling oxygen. Me right now, yep. bring oxygen. And hopefully,
2: you have snacks to wait in that four hour wait line to go down one run. Ugh, joke."
1: Well, hopefully this will help you guys breathe. Welcome back, Purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. I'm it's the local nice Chase. hearing your voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't seen him for a while. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start this off. You know what? We're starting off with Adrian today. The ghost of Christmas past. Oh. Hey, How are you doing, buddy?
3: Hello. Hello. You know, I, I'm living in purgatory. Yeah,
1: the literally.
2: Purgatory. Truly, yeah, truly, you truly, are truly, truly.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're going to go backwards today. How about that? And yeah. also joining me is Hunter.
2: Uh, fuck no.
1: Yes, fucks Fox, no. Know. And Chase, Hello, the Chase. local who recommends oxygen. I <laughs> recommends oxygen.
2: What a brilliant idea. I used to make fun of those little oxygen can- cans you'd sell. Yeah. You know, those ones that you can buy at like convenience stores. They work. Have you ever hit one? No. But it's you know, a blast what? of fresh air. Have you ever been to one of those oxygen bars? Oh, yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. I've seen them in Vegas. Yeah. I've seen them. We I, should uh... do an IV too. We should do the oxygen bar and the IV. Well,
1: bar. we have a hookup with the IV. So I should not worried do it. About that. But the oxygen bar thing, I just does not make sense to me. But you know what? I've it's had treatment. people go, and they're like, this shit is amazing.
2: Yeah. I took my, you know, with, with, with all the complications, Dom's dad and everything, I, there's all this medical equipment, so I put a little oxygen reader on, and I'm like, well, my oxygen's like 2% lower than it should be. Maybe I should go to the oxygen bar. Huh. You know? Like yours Maybe is, everybody. Yeah, at one point, low? I was like, what the fuck? Are you you like, sm- is it reading wrong? Are you smoking too much? Maybe I'm just <laughs> a chain smoker now. <laughs> I ain't got the lungs anymore. <laughs> but no, seriously, I want to, you know, <laughs> fuck it, right? Oxygen bar. Maybe it works.
3: You don't know, know, I'll
1: tell you the one the, the one experience is I was up in Breckenridge for Oktoberfest. Oh, with the group nice! Guys, yeah, and it was late at night. We we're all fucking trashed, <laughs> absolutely just climbing smoked. statues and yeah, shit, smoked. <laughs> and three of the guys, we went to go to another bar to go play pool and have some more drinks. No, nope. like two or three of the guys are like, "Ah, we're gonna do the Oxygen Bar real quick. We'll meet you up there." Oh, like, okay, fucking losers. <laughs> the the look on their face when they came back of just like enlightenment. I'm like, holy shit, joy, pure joy. Like maybe there is something to pain for oxygen that's you know naturally occurring all around us.
2: I'll try it. Maybe it's just like maybe it's just better oxygen. You maybe know, it's just like oxygen from aspen or something. Aspen. Or,
3: aspen. or it's just your mind telling
1: you that it worked because you paid so much money. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. This feels great. You know, it could be, it could be the oxygen from some poor China slave. Slave <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it away, mine and oxygen in the back of a fucking room, <laughs> strapped down. Just like robot chicken, and all he does all day
3: is. <laughs> I can't take this anymore.
2: That sounds like a South Park episode. <laughs> Pure bottled Asian little child air, ten ninety nine. <laughs> Buy two, get one free. Did Asian you guys Supermax. See
3: the the fucking news of uh, it was either goldfish or its Oh, they, don't they ruin no. For, uh, Do not ruin uh, Cheez-Its for me. Uh, China, or underage uh, working.
2: Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's all
3: right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> More Jesus. We take the Nike stand on things. That's fine. You know, keep doing it. It's like it's like all these you know all these people voting for for EVs and and Tesla and, and all these companies. We're we're changing the world. And then you're like, well, you, you force you force people to you pay them like a penny a day in these cobalt mines in like horrible horrible medieval conditions. But your stocks are up, so you capitalism.
1: Know you know what? I I have never gone to a grocery store and not seen a package of Cheez-Its or or Goldfish. So thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, corporations. Yeah. Yeah. No shortages
2: here. Always, always stocked. Always on the shelf. (laughs) They,
3: They tell you that there's a shortage, but they're always there.
2: Yeah, they're nuclear, dude. They
1: can survive the nuclear war. Oh, That's just that's just how everybody's able to set their own prices these days. Are you guys but ready to go to war, we're by not, the way? No. We're, not, we're not getting into it. It's this. coming. We're it's coming. Doomsday. You know what we're getting into? African gods <laughs> and goddesses. All right. Here so we, we finally moved on. We're going to talk about the Anansi from Ghana. Anansi is the best known of all the African gods. He is usually depicted as a spider and is the primary trickster god of West Africa and the Caribbean. There are hundreds of stories of Anansi's deeds and misdeeds as he tries to trick humanity into following his wicked ways. For this reason, Anansi is credited with the gifts of persuasion, guile, charm, and cleverness. He also personifies greed and materialism. Ah, oh, this dude's got a fucking hold of me. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> is your god the,
2: the, the spider of knowledge? Yes. <laughs> the all know of greed. greed.
1: Some sources say that Anansi's stories are so well-preserved because they were cherished as a means of subversive behavior and resistance among enslaved Ashanti and other African peoples in the New World. Though Anansi often failed in his tales, he continued to connive and strive to meet his ends, giving the enslaved hope in their continued struggle to be free. A typical Anansi tale is how the trickster brought stories to the world by bargaining with the creator god, Naomi, and performing seemingly impossible tasks via his gifts of charm and cleverness of speech. Thus, Anansi became the god of stories. In another fable, Anansi accidentally spreads wisdom throughout the world when he drops the pot in which he collected all the wisdom into a river, where it flows to the sea and spreads around the world. It is because of this that everyone has a little bit of wisdom. Wow. Yeah.
2: This guy is cool, uh, right? a lot
1: more colorful than I thought he was. He is portrayed as a spider, like half man, half spider. For Very all, interesting. For all you League of Legends nerds out there, it's like the male version of Elise. Mm,
2: look at this. Look at this nerdiness Kinky. we are. Kinky.
1: <laughs> Just in I, case any ladies you- out there wanted a piece of us, we're taking <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nazi also inspired the rabbit in the
1: uh, Disney film *Song of the South*. No way!
3: *Song of the South*. Yes, you're have a liar. I, have I seen
1: this? Yeah, it's
3: called uh, Briar Rabbit, and he uh, Briar uses rabbit? his wit. Yeah, Briar Rabbit. B R uh, apostrophe E R Rabbit, hmm. and u- uses his wit and skill to outsmart even the most fearsome opponent.
1: Ooh, could this be Bugs Bunny? Oh, ooh! Oh, oh, we're, we're
0: just there. spider people. We're just
2: rolling through pop culture. Just love it. There's so many spider. Every, every culture has such such an affiliation to spiders. I didn't ever think spiders were smart. So here we go. Even
1: though, even though a lot of people are scared of them, yeah. like me, I'm terrified.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a huge fan. But you know, it's what are our, like awesome spiders are little jumping spiders. They're, they're pretty adorable. Cute. Fucking cute. Yeah. adorable. When you
1: get up real close and their beady eyes and yeah, shit.
2: and they like shake their little legs at you like. <laughs> And you're like, are you, what are you trying to say? He's just like,
3: <laughs>
2: you know what I'm saying? Do a little crab dance, <laughs> a little crab jam, yeah. <laughs> crab people.
1: <laughs>
2: so what do we got for today? huh?
1: well, since one of our favorite episodes was Riverdale Road,
2: I love, I still love driving that every day. Good. I look over, I'm
1: just like, when am I going to see? When, when am I going to see? When are
2: you going to see that hangman? <laughs> but I haven't seen anything. Oh,
1: bummer. Really haven't.
2: That's changed.
3: Or the uh the it on the. <laughs>
2: Oh, I do see that. St- it's still there. Uh, they must they must know the road is haunted because they want people. Yeah. Like when we first saw I'm like,
3: what the fuck is that?
1: Yeah. And I'm like, oh, false That was alarm. creepy. That,
3: that was, was the creepiest creepy.
1: thing on that road. Yeah. yeah. That was creepy. Well, we were expected to be creeped out. Yeah. We were a little drunk. hmm And we were, uh, we were just driving. Yep. Just driving down. And we we're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> still can't
2: explain the readings that we got out there. If you haven't listened to the episode, definitely go back to our Riverdale episode because it was... I think we need we need to go back there physically with the Denver Ghost Hunters, because they yes. had a much different experience yes. than us. Our experience was Stephanie knows what's mysterious, up. but they actually saw stuff? Yes, Yeah. yeah.
3: We, we need to take her out
2: there.
1: Yeah. Well, why don't we cover some of the other historically haunted roads throughout the world?
2: Let's slap it on down, boys, to the good old... That's not the South. Connecticut's not the South. <laughs>
3: Yeah, song of the South. <laughs> let's
2: all go on down to the... Jolly old Connecticut. Connecticut where the union used to do things. I don't know. I don't know. History. American history. Civil War. <laughs> well,
1: from, oppression. Well, from the gates to hell, to skinwalkers crawling on people's cars, Ooh. let's jump right into the topic for this week. Jeremy Swamp Road of Southbury, Connecticut, is a legendary. Let me say legendary.
4: It's a legendary
0: road. It's a legendary (laughs) road. The legend of Jeremy Swamp Road. It's
4: like like one of those monster
0: truck commercials.
4: Gravedigger, come and see us
2: this weekend when Gravedigger attempts to jump 22 homeless people. (laughs) Only in Southbury, Connecticut. We're keeping this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The legend of Jeremy Swamp Road, located in Southbury, Connecticut, is as creepy as it is intriguing. Said to be one of the most haunted roads in all of the United States, this road has earned its place as one of my favorite scary stories.
2: I just love how every road is the most scary, the most haunted. Oh, well, just
1: like every every place is the most haunted city. Every place has the the world famous pizza or the, taco or the whatever. most haunted ghost town. Yes. Yeah. Every, everybody's special. Yeah, the most haunted doll. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
4: come see it this weekend maybe I should oh maybe I
1: should make that an attraction of my house the three dolls I have Ugh. come see the three most haunted dolls in Colorado so, I've been clearing out my In the warm gate. the warm Chase is just sitting there with his it's, ass out. I'm not going to be that. It's just going to be me in a stall. My ass <laughs> is just going to be hanging out with the butthole spread and be like, come see the warm gate. <laughs> come see modern art. <laughs> One of you is going to have to be like the fucking uh, bouncer and be like, no touching, no yeah, touching. just sitting there. And, like... and people just dropping money in. <laughs> you, you
4: it'll be, oh, no, no, no.
1: It'll be like the circus. It'll be like the fucking uh, circus yeah. where it's like, come see the world's largest nose. you walk in and be like, what the fuck come was that? And you already paid. You already paid. There's gotta be a there's actually
2: gotta be a record for world's largest asshole. Like the actual warp gate. Adrian, how punked would you be if I Googled this right now? That came
0: up with uh, Michael.
2: Already
4: on it. <laughs> He's already looking. That would be oh so God. let's get
1: back to the topic. So what exactly is the legend surrounding the supposedly haunted Jeremy Swamp Road? Stories dating back decades speak of shadow figures lurking off to the sides of the road, watching and waiting for the living to arrive. Some people have claimed to have been chased by figures not quite human-looking. These figures, sometimes cloaked in shadows, other times accompanied by mist, have given many people that awful feeling of dread many who have encountered the paranormal can understand. One of the most terrifying things about the stories of Jeremy Road revolves around the reports of drivers vanishing. Supposedly, There have been multiple reports of cars breaking down and in need of a tow. When the tow truck driver arrives on scene, the car is there, but the occupants are nowhere to be found. Jeremy Swamp Road and several other streets in southwestern Connecticut are said to be frequented by melon heads, creatures that, according to the New England Historical Society, live in wooded areas and look like small humanoids with oversized heads, that survive by eating small animals. Stray cats and human flesh. Oh. Usually the flesh of teenagers. Like <laughs> young, young get rid of them. Young the young teenage oosie. Yeah.
4: <laughs> the ripe. The They're sweet,
2: ripe. ripe, fresh. The acne and all and all the teen angst. Oh salty,
1: sweet. Some say the melon heads
3: we, we love how the pubic hair it flosses our
0: teeth afterwards. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, to sneak that one. <laughs>
1: you
2: dirty slutty. Disgusting.
1: <laughs> Some say the melonheads are the results of inbreeding, with others theorizing that they escaped from local hospitals or asylums. That's creepy. If, that is actually creepy. If you that. don't think this road is scary enough, let's hear a story from a lady that had a conversation with the Jeremy Swamp Road Phantom. Yep, get
3: she,
2: what, that girl Valley boys. Boy? Valley, Valley Girl? Either Valley Girl or Country. Like let's just let's just let's just smear the name of Connecticut. Ah,
3: Country Girl.
1: Yeah. I've decided to try and. I, see, I can't do a no, female kiss now. That was
2: pretty good. I've tried
4: to. De- i tried to just. Try, <laughs> I've, I've, decided, to try I've decided, decided to try and reconnect. i decided to try
1: and reconnect with that to the Valley Southern Girl. Adrian, this is all you, buddy boy.
3: <laughs> Are you going to do the Phantom?
1: Uh, whereas, yeah, yeah? I'll do the I'll do the Phantom. You do Sherry.
3: Okay. <laughs> Let me get some
4: water. In <laughs> I've decided to try and reconnect with that entity, spirit or phantom. The choice is yours. (laughs) Again, to see if it has anything else, it might like to tell me. Here it goes. Here it goes. (laughs) Shit. When I met you and I looked into your eyes, I knew I had nothing to fear. (sighs) I asked you then if you had anything to do with the disappearances that had taken place on this road over the years? You answered by saying No, they were shaken. You then told me that this was a crossroad. Do these crossroads have anything to do with the road souls travel on <laughs> the <passes>. does it <laughs> pertain to
0: what I channeled before? <laughs> <laughs> You see me now as you saw me then. I am merely a messenger, a sender of souls on their way, nothing more. (laughs)
4: You can't handle it. You can't handle it. Shut shut up, you motherfuckers.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. Hot, dear.
4: So, Jeremy Swamp Road is a crossroads in the sense that it is a road of light on which souls travel from one
0: place to another. That is right. Nothing more. A brief respite of a journey of light. All must travel this path, and some do so here this time and in this place. I am but a messenger. Nothing more. There are others that do more. I only give them what is needed to move along. Do you wish to travel to this road? You
4: know, I actually came that night looking for answers about those that disappeared on this road over the years. Do you have anything to do with that?
0: They were taken, not by the spirits of light, but by those that live in a different world. That was long ago and still happens when the moon is full. But where? My world, my time, and my abilities are not related to your world. My duty is to be of use to those that enter this realm and pass along to future incarnations. They must journey always ahead and I send them where they must go to achieve that purpose. I do nothing to encourage those that seek the other entities, only to keep the light shining so that there are no outward occurrences that may cause harm, or do injustice to those that travel. Do you understand?
4: Yes. Yes. Has anyone tried to interfere with these paths of
0: light? They cannot. They, the paths of light will never cease as long as there are souls that must travel. I am here to bring this message to them. What appeared to me that night? Because you called and were not afraid. Because you understood the purpose of this place. You were not afraid and so useful to our plight. Is there
4: anything you you tell me about what happened to those that
0: disappeared on this road? That is not my quest nor my duty. And so release you to that project with a word of advice. Do not travel here unless you wish to become one of the taken, for all are susceptible to things that they can never see but are there. This road welcomes sanctuary to those that travel the light. It does not for those that do not. So be aware
4: you for your truths, I honor you for the task you do and hope that when I do travel that road of light that we meet again one day.
0: So be it. Yet again.
2: <laughs> the purgatory boys make fun of a very serious, positive situation. <laughs> so I guess this guy's not bad. I guess he's just the, the guider
1: a, of light. You want a legit uh, conversation with the Grim Reaper?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Like literally, that's what it is. Yeah, and how do they transcript this so well? She's just like, "Hold on, sir. I'm, I'm taking notes. Yeah. I'm recording. Yeah. I'm, recording. <laughs> yeah, I'm recording. Sir, <laughs>
3: let me pull out my iPhone 10. Hold up. Hold up. Sorry, low battery. Don't have data here. Don't yeah, hold this hold one up.
1: actually doesn't work. Hold <laughs> on, I have to uh, uh, download a new app.
2: <laughs> my Grim Reaper Recorder app. Sorry,
1: sorry. The the uh, service out here on this road in the forest is not very good.
3: No, like, can you repeat that? Yeah, the whole thing again. Just, yeah. <laughs> just so I make sure I got it. it can't be corrupted or anything.
2: <laughs> or no one will believe me. This is not, not a credible story. Well, that was interesting. I,
3: I, it, it reminds me of the, uh, the one movie, Sanctuary, where uh, <clears throat> those people uh, are put into a cemetery and uh, there's the good and the bad that get put in the cemetery. And then... Uh, it's called a sanctuary because you're not allowed to touch anything in there or else the evil comes out.
1: Huh. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I just saw recently. It was, I, maybe it was like a Goosebump one or something like that, but there was, no, no, it was, um, ah, uh, what's that stupid show that all the girls like with those two dudes that are supernatural? Oh. Yeah, where they have oh. the one episode where they yeah. meet the lady on the road. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Turns ghost. out she was actually dead the whole time. Yeah, and she's like in a loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what this reminds me of. Totally, yes. Okay, interesting. Well, we wish you the best, Phantom Man, and guiding your people. And Sherry. Sherry, Sherry. thanks, Sherry, wherever you 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 are. Reach out to us.
1: Thank you for our regional reporter in Connecticut, Sherry. Yep, thanks, Sherry. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. To Boy Scout Lane, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. I'm not going to insert a joke here. No jokes. No jokes needed. Is there? Boy Scout Lane is an isolated, small, rural street located in Linwood portage county wisconsin USA. usa 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 according to local legend the street gets its name from a tragedy that occurred over several decades ago it's the one of the top haunted roads in the world the area has been the subject of several paranormal investigations and has been a haunt for a use hoping to experience a paranormal event The road is certainly breathtaking and has a fearsome reputation. It was given its name because of the tragic incident that a troop of Boy Scouts were killed while on a camping trip in the 1950s or 60s. It is said that the desolate road is now haunted by the ghosts of the Boy Scouts who died there. It's a stretch of unpaved road that runs through the woods with little around it to recommend itself. But many will still often wander down it. Curious to see whether the stories connected to it are true. As is frequently the case with this sort of folklore, there exists a number of variations on the main theme. In one version of the story, the scouts are murdered by their bus driver. In another, it is their scoutmaster. Sometimes they are said to have been killed by a bus crash, while other times the bus merely catches fire. Some stories say only that the boys vanish one by one. Never to be seen again. And in yet other versions of the tale, they aren't murdered at all, but rather the victims of their own folly. The scouts, wandering away from their campsite, drop their lantern, starting a forest fire that results in the incineration of the entire troop. Occasionally, it's said that two of the scouts survived whether fate befell their troop, only to become lost in the woods and die of starvation and exposure.
2: Hmm. I feel like it's always a goddamn school bus. Yeah. Always a bus driver. Yeah. It's riding me a trick or treat. reminds the
3: One Family Guy episode where, where the school bus falls off because of uh, Goldman's uh, Pharmacy. I haven't seen it. Off the that bridge. One. Yeah, I
1: remember that one. Yeah. I, I was thinking more <laughs> South Park when the the... This crab Crabtree takes him up the mountain and they get a, a snowstorm. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, don't lead the bus. Or you're going to die from a demon. And they're like, bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a little Star Trek kid goes out and he gets eaten by a demon. Hey, Ken, that's when they used to kill Kenny, too.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> he like
2: comes in. Ah! That is a good episode. But it's always a bus. It always seems to be. Never makes me want to get on a bus again, I'll tell you that. I know Adrian and I, with coaching, we have to get on buses sometimes, but I always have that in the back of my head. Am I going to be a tragic news story someday? <laughs> on the a bus. spontaneous combustion. <laughs> Fuck.
1: Well, no matter which way you tell it, the end results in the same, a group of small boys dead, their spirits trapped forever in the location in which they so tragically lost their lives.
2: That's my, that's my, actually my, my second biggest fear <laughs> is being trapped, <laughs> like dying, be like, great. I, I shedded my, my, my physical body and now I'm fucking trapped in a school bus to, to do nothing but haunt people all day,
1: every day. That would suck cock. Adrian, I didn't know that we were at a uh, hunter's therapy session. Yeah. No, I mean, Listen to my fears.
3: Every time we tune in, it's it's
2: it's what's it's going on in my head. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so don't trap me in a school bus, please, Lord in heaven.
3: <laughs> you know, if you ever piss us off, we know the exact ways exactly, to kill you. Exactly. Yeah. We banish
0: you
1: to a yellow school bus. I know exactly. I'm going to terrify you, <laughs> and then if you don't, you know, you keep it up. Fuck. Yes. But the stories, of course, aren't true. There's no record of a murder a series of murders, a bus crash, or a forest fire occurring on the Boy Scout Lane. Indeed, there has never been an actual Boy Scout camp there. The name, however, does exist for a reason. The Boy Scouts of America did once own the property, and there were plans to build a camp there. The plans never came to fruition, but the name Boy Scout Lane stuck, which is why it's been known by that moniker ever since. Still, though, the stories persist, bolstered by the accounts of visitors to the woods. Some have said that they have heard noises indicating that the ghostly scouts still travel the trails, doomed to never find their way out. Others report seeing lanterns or flashlights bobbing about between the trees, only for the lights to disappear without a trace. For those who believe the version in which the scoutmaster murdered the boys, it's said that the shadow of a body swaying in the branches of an elm tree hanging over the road may be seen from time to time. The elm, of course... Being where the Scoutmaster allegedly ended his own life after realizing what he had done, sometimes people report simply feeling like something is watching them, only to turn and find nothing there. Others, those who drive through the forest, claim that tiny handprints have appeared on their cars, ostensibly belonging to the lost boys. Okay. Or from the that you're having deep in the woods of Boy Scout Lane.
4: Boy Scout <laughs> well, Lane. That- I was just about to say that. Do you think? uh you think
1: there is never a camp because that's where the the
4: campmasters actually went to take the little boys? Oh.
0: <laughs> oh. I mean, it's a possibility. Oh. We we don't go. Oh, it, it's a possibility.
4: <laughs> Anything's
1: possible. It is perhaps this detail that betrays the legend's <laughs> fictional nature. A huge variety of stories from all over the country and indeed the world claim that on the spot where a group of children supposedly met their end. Ghostly handprints will appear on the windows of any vehicle that winds up in the area. The most well-known version of this story belongs to San Antonio, Texas, where it is said that a bus of school children stalled at a crossing was hit and killed by an oncoming train. Do you think they Tim Tebowed on the train? <laughs> wow. wow, 2010 <laughs> wants their jokes, wants their easy target than bag. Than I've
2: ever said. <laughs> you know, the minute you said that, though, I felt this like. Physical yearning to, to Tebow. No, to Tebow <laughs> too. Like I just like my my right forearm is like quivering like he Don't do it. it. He had
0: Don't
1: to do meme it. He had to meme it. <laughs> I did it. He memed. What if that's the way to beat the Ouija board? Oh, <laughs> just, just meme it. out. A fucking Tebow. Just Just it. <laughs> Curse
2: you demon. Tebow.
1: Well, the most well-known version of this. Oh, I already read that.
2: (laughs) Well, let's start over. The well, no, no, that was great. That was fucking great. If
1: you, if you should be so unlucky as to have your car stall in the same spot, the children's spirits will allegedly push you to safety. Aww. As long as you remain calm and put the vehicle in neutral,
2: wouldn't wouldn't that be enough for you to go to heaven? Did yeah. you did you punch your ticket? You did. This universe is bullshit. <laughs> these kids are being robbed. You know what? Justice for these children saving lives Guys on train slavery. tracks. Child slavery.
1: <laughs> hey man, they're just trying to get their badge, bro. Yeah. They just help us be vehicle yeah.
2: across the train track badge.
1: Could you imagine?
2: It's got like it's got like a little railroad on it. Yes. It's like like someone tied up about yeah. to get smushed. With a helping hand. And,
3: yeah. And, and, and in the right corner there's a
4: ghost figure.
3: And it's T
1: bowing. <laughs> Well, you know you'll have these children to think by the child-sized handprints you'll find scattered across the wagar.
2: It's very specific about these child-sized How many <laughs> dirty cars are in Connecticut, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like it's little Connecticut. raccoon handprints everywhere. So they do not believe in car washes. <laughs>
4: Jesus, oh, this is Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wisconsin whatever.
1: <laughs> Story. Paranormal researcher Alex Shane seated in the passenger seat of a Kia station wagon. <laughs> Waiting for the ghost of a slain boy troop to emerge from the woods, I couldn't help but reflect on how I'd arrived in this position. <laughs>
2: how am I in this station
1: wagon right now?
2: What has I ha- what have S- I done with my life? Stuck
1: on
3: a
2: railroad track.
1: <laughs> t <T-bowing>
3: fuck. <Bach. laughs> I come to
2: this. Where God. did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong? I should have married Mary Sue and not Glenda.
1: God damn it. Ghost hunting, Kia Kia station wagon, buddy. Hey, they're cheap.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Ghost hunting, after all, does not appear in the job description for most entry level reporters. A couple of weeks earlier, I'd received a press release about the unexplained conference, a meeting place for those who have an interest in ghosts, UFO sightings, and such, scheduled for today in Stevens Point. Being curious by nature and pretty damn brave, in my opinion, I decided to try my hand in paranormal investigation. One phone call later, I'd set up a tour of Stevens Point's haunted spots with Chad Lewis, in claire based paranormal investigator. Chad is not what you'd expect of a paranormal investigator. He has a life in fucks. It's Chad, bruh. <laughs> to he's begin- a fucking Chad. He's a fucking Chad Lewis, <laughs> Kick bruh. A Chad, baby. Chad is not what you'd expect of a paranormal investigator. To begin with, there is nothing spooky about him. The short 20-something is friendly, quick with the joke, and slow to cry, ghost. In fact, Chad said he's never had a paranormal experience himself, but that doesn't keep him from searching. If these things are not happening, then what is about human perception that makes us think UFOs exist and that there are ghosts? I'm not sure if these things exist or not. I'm keeping an open mind, he said. When Chad and I sat on on Tuesday night, Stevens point was in the midst of a thunderstorm. Not the best weather for this first-time paranormal investigator. Our first stop of the evening was a dead-end road in the town of Linwood, appropriately named Boy Scout Lane. One local legend says that a Boy Scout troop was murdered along this road by their bus driver. Another claims that the troop perished in a forest fire. Lewis explained that ghosts of the Boy Scouts are rumored to haunt the road at night carrying lanterns. There have been sightings throughout this whole area, Lewis said pointing in the darkness on each side of the road. You can see a bus driving along here, or ghost of the Boy Scouts. There is no record of a Boy Scout's group's disappearance, and the road actually was named for its intended use as a Boy Scout camp. But neither of those facts eased my worries as I waited silently in the parked car for a ghostly scout to come tapping at my window. My delusions of bravery were beginning to wear off at this point. Rolling down the passenger side window... The sound of rain slapping the trees became clear. Great adjective. <laughs> Slap
4: that Slap tree! Slap it! Can Did you just get imagine, wet. Can
1: you imagine all those trees out there, just like ah, that wet ass tree? <laughs> I that listened. ass oak. I listened more closely. <laughs> wet ass wood. That wood was dripping out there.
3: Driven. Moist. Those, those leaves were really sagging.
1: <laughs> I listened more closely. A high-pitched screech not unlike a bus's brakes, emanated from the woods. Chad told me it probably was frogs nearby. I exhaled. After about 15 minutes of staring nervously at the forest at the end of the dead-end road, we decided it was not to be. Either there were no go- go- <laughs> Goyles? goils... Goils? No boils on my feet. <laughs> Either there were no ghosts on Boy Scout Lane, or if there were, they weren't up for an interview. As Chad restarted his car, I realized I was clutching the armrest with a sweaty palm. So much for those delusions of bravery. On the ride back to Stevens Point, Chad dropped a bombshell on me. We found that people who come out with us often have weird things happen to them in the days and weeks after. Great, I thought to myself. That's something to sleep on. Our final stop of the evening was along the Highway 66 bridge over the Plover River, northeast of Stevens point this small bridge has acquired the name bloody bride bridge because legend has it that a young bride was killed in an auto crash along the bridge on her wedding night paranormal buffs in steven's point claim that if you drive over the bridge at midnight and look in your rearview mirror you will see the ghostly bride sitting in your back seat in her wedding gown i'd actually welcome that that'd be cool yeah just like, yeah.
2: what's up what what else up huh?
1: What up? How you are we doing? on
2: our honeymoon? Hey, hey, what's up? Where are we going? Can I drop you off? Are you late? Yeah, do you need something? Uber?
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> until, cool. until you put a ring on the finger and then you're stuck in the underworld. Oh, uh,
2: then you're really uh... stuck in this purgatory.
1: Approaching the bridge, I was fairly confident we wouldn't be adding a ghostly passenger. Still, I looked at the back seat and the visor mirror as we passed over the bridge. No bride. A second pass. A third pass. And then a fourth. Nothing. On the ride back from the bridge, I couldn't help but reflect on what my guide to the paranormal had said about why he chooses to do what he does. Here's a man who has never seen a ghost, never spotted a UFO, never communicated with spirits, but still spends hours researching these things and writing books about the possibility of their existence. Though never much of a believer in the paranormal myself, I found myself hoping to see something peering back at me from inside the woods or on the bridge. And I don't think it was just the journalist in me looking for a good story. Somehow the idea that there was nothing else out there in the night was more haunting to me than any ghost. Nice. Nice.
2: You know, these these road, haunted road stories all kind of have the same theme. There's some death, there's a ghostly bride, maybe some kids are dead. Some joggers. Some joggers, a ghost car.
1: But isn't that ghost stories in general? It's true. I mean, you can definitely some sort of draw tragic lines. death.
2: Yeah, and they're trapped in a loop in an area, or or just
1: not able to go on from purgatory. Yeah, this I one can't pass on.
3: The... I, I did yeah. read a crazy uh, ghost fact and, fact, and there is something about it that said uh, I'm trying to remember it. Basically, the ghost is in a loop, and no matter if you believe that it is like approaching you or something. It's something that they've done a million times.
1: Yeah. I can see it. Well, we read so, the one um, – what was it on Christmas? That you, Adrian read the one about uh, the lady at the graveyard. She was a ghost yeah. and waited eons until finally someone actually saw her and freaked out.
2: Right. Okay. 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 And it, it explains the the bride for sure because that's super tragic. I could see yourself not wanting to move on because you're like, it's supposed to be my happy day. And no, you're, you're dead on the road. So, <laughs> you know,
1: sucks to suck. But – Interesting story I in the list. for
3: marriage?
1: So, yeah, you know. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it, it could be that, or you could find some random severed penis at a gas station.
0: <laughs> Did you hear that
1: story on the other podcast, Adrian? No. That's I, amazing. Have, I have not. You didn't? Oh, my God. No. Well, you know what? Sorry, folks. I'm not telling you. Hunter... Why don't you tell us about this next location in Marshall, Texas? Oh, I like it. Good old Texas. Texas
3: is 02. Yes, Texas. Texas.
1: (laughs) Texas. Everything's bigger in
2: Texas, even the ghosts. (laughs) Can you imagine? Just plus size (laughs) ghosts. I want to go to a Bucky's.
1: Oh, we didn't get to go to a Bucky's. You guys didn't get to go? No, but we saw the outside of it. It was pretty, it was massive.
2: I've heard like the beef jerky, because I had beef jerky the other day, and I was thinking about you guys when you were in Texas.
1: I was like, Hmm, I wonder if they've tried Bucky's or something because no, it's dude, like a wall of jerky. We we Adrian sent me halfway across Texas for raising canes because Becca wanted one of those medallions. Literally we five have, minutes. We have them in Colorado. No, but they they're only in Texas and Louisiana oh. where they sell these medallions for free sauce. Oh, and so uh, the like the amount of grief we got from the two old men we were traveling with was to like, go do that. I'm not going to go see a fucking Bucky's because of this. Texas,
2: Texas, stagecoach road to Marshall, Texas. Nestled amidst the pine curtain in Northeast Marshall, the old red dirt road is lined with tall oak trees whose branches reach out and touch each other. blocking out all sunlight from above and creating a creepy... Uh, sorry, I love when things are in parentheses. My creepy, brain instantly yeah. goes into like like, like a, a voice right in my head. You know what you should do every time you see those? You should be like, in air quotes, <laughs> creepy. Creating a, a, in air quotes, creepy atmosphere <laughs> ripe for legends and hauntings. The historical dirt road served as the main thoroughfare for stagecoaches traveling between Cheverport, Shreveport, Shreveport, and Marshall in the early to mid 1800s before the Civil War. After the war, travel on the road declined due to the expansion of the railroad. Funny thought in my head: Could you imagine being a stagecoach driver in the 1800s, just trucking along, doing your your doing your work? And you just get shot to shit. You ever play Red Dead Redemption? Just fucking yeah, shooting stagecoach you know, drivers.
1: Honestly, what I I equate that to is all the rickshaws that are in in downtown Denver. Right. Yes. Right. That is exactly. I feel like that is a generation of people that just continued throughout the years and found a way in modern society to continue to be transported. It's a modern mystery. It is modern damn
2: mystery. Thanks, Wells Fargo. Everybody always said if it's spooky out there. Harrison County Historical Commissioner Chair Chairman Tom Speeter Speeter
1: Speeter Tom Speer
2: Chairman Tom Speer said. A holloway is an old English word referring to a roadbed that is sunken into the ground with high walls along it. In old England, the wheels of the stagecoaches traveling in the dirt roads would cause the roads to wash out and a rain would come and wash away the soil. This eventually narrowed the road and made it a hollow way, which is what we have on Stagecroach Road. The road is a registered historical site through its historical marker and is not currently up. In some areas, iron-rimmed wheels and horses' hooves trampled the narrowed roadbed as much as 12 feet below the surrounding terrain, the marker reads. Traveling over the dirt road was uncomfortable in dry weather and often impossible in rainy seasons. Now the road is maintained by the county, which recently did repairs to the part of the road. Thanks for that update, Adrian. Appreciate that. Of course. They're keeping up <laughs> history you, you city history guys are, the are. Yeah, you guys are maintaining. You're, you're, you're true to your words. You're true to the road. Love it. Thank okay. you. Uh, they came up with a method everyone agreed would help repair the road and not damage its historical look, Spears said. The dirt road is still easily traveled today and draws ghost hunters and curious visitors several times a month. This actually, from the sound of this one at the start, is is it would be interesting to see an old stagecoach road to be ghost hunted. Because Riverdale Road, to me, doesn't really have any—I mean, it has historical significance, but this one really
1: does. Yeah, like I would just think it was a road with new development
2: on it. Right, so— this is interesting. We were actually in town staying at the Best Western in February of 2013, hoping to check out the old insi- insane asylum there. Sunshine. <laughs> Sun- I like how that's spelled S-O-N. Sunshine. Sunshine Paranormal founder Clay Henderson said Friday, we talked to the man at the front counter of the hotel. And he said, if we asked, we had ever been to Stage Crouch Road and we had never heard of it. He said about one or two ghost hunters a year went out to see it and investigate. Henderson and his wife, Barbara, who works in the paranormal group with him during the investigations at haunted locations across the country, decided to try out the road. I thought the legends were likely teenage hysteria or boyfriends taking their girlfriends out there to scare them. That could be a different person, but they both sound the same, so it doesn't really matter. It's fine. Henderson said.
1: They're all Texas. Yeah,
2: they're all Texas. Texas. We're out there to debunk the legends and the stories. Instead, we found some pretty great evidence supporting them. After hearing stories of the Goatman. Oh, this sounds like a right up Chase's Hell, uh, Satan. Hell, Satan. Who haunts the road in sightings of little ghost children. The couple took off, at night, took, took off at nighttime to see what they could find. We stopped the car at one point because we had an EMF. For those folks who don't know, that's an electromagnetic field detect her own and it spiked he said i got out and started randomly taking pictures and in one of them a girl in a white dress about five feet tall about the size of a normal texas strip of beef jerky was standing about 20 feet away from the back of our car the hendersons also snapped a photo of what may be a ghostly figure which clay believes is a mother and her two children you know my thoughts on photos are it's always like a technical glitch, but then we when we ghost hunted Lumber Baron Inn, I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: Um, it's the it's interesting for you listeners out there. I we are working on getting those videos out. It's taken a while. I understand, but I'm an amateur, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But when they get out, you're gonna see the videos that we took and the pictures that we took, and um, it's I compelling. Th- you will be able. To, I Along Hunter's point, you will be able to tell what is real and what's suspicious. Right. Like when Hunter and I were sitting there in the dining room area Right, and I had my video going on, I could literally see dust particles coming through the flashlight.
2: You can see the actual like physical motion.
1: And so when you're watching them through the camera, you're like, okay, dust, 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 dust. But there's one orb in particular that floats down in such a mysterious way and just the outline and shape of this orb versus what you can tell is dust Is convincing enough. I agree. It's like the orb has like an intelligent path. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's the weirdest floating. It's not like darting through. It's this floater that goes right down, squiggles down off into the distance. Yep. I'm very
3: excited. Sounds like your your story from uh, the hotel, Nessus, or Glenwood.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) Well. Yeah. One of these days, we you're need gonna to go be back. a believer, you'll fucking cocksucker. Yeah.
2: we need to get Adrian in there. I mean, why not go back to London Baron Inn in the near future? I mean, well, Adrian can go to, there. He but can we go never there. Contact him. I know. We, we should, I will email <laughs> we them. Up. Yeah, I'll email them. Well, times got crazy, so we'll email 18. them. Hope you guys are listening. We love you. Okay. Back to Texas. Texas. There's the story of a mother who lived out there and drowned her two kids in the marsh, trying to commit suicide afterwards, except she couldn't bring herself to follow through after she killed her children. So the townspeople killed her when they found out that she had done it, Clay said. She is still out there on Stagecoach Road looking for her children, the story goes. He said he believes the ghostly photo of the woman and two children is from one from the story. With those two oak trees out there casting so much shade and those steep walls, it can be very spooky, very quickly. Speer admitted, the Hendersons also experienced batteries draining on some of their electronic equipment while on the road, which ghost hunters claim can be a sign of an entity drawing power to show its presence. I have a theory for that, by the way. I'm sorry, I keep, I keep deviating. Next time we do a ghost hunt, let's just bring like a bunch of batteries, and just let them draw them, let them draw power from them. You, you because, more energy? Yeah, just like see if that'll like That's hype right. him up. Have, yeah. you, has anyone ever actually thought of that? Probably. We should try that because remember. Yeah,
1: probably. Eli- <laughs> yeah.
2: Remember Elisa's <laughs> scare Nothing box? we do is new. <laughs> I want to be new. I want to be original.
1: You can't. The, real,
2: the wheel has been invented. Yeah, is it Did done? used
4: to it. How, is it all done? This? How about this? we Where do yeah. I huh. <laughs> uh, put a patent on it for all you followers? But uh, yeah, this is is you, uh, this, yeah, this is an NDA.
1: You're signing by listening. Purgatory. Battery, ghost
0: battery, and we'd we'll sell it on Amazon.
2: <gasps> it would be like it would be like a battery that we like label. It, it's just a battery, but we label it with like cool like graphics, and it's like ghost in power, like we, ghost charge.
1: We literally go buy like a nine volt energizer. Yeah. It still has the fucking brand on yeah. there, but we just put a little piece of tape on there and it says yeah it's stuck in this purgatory. <laughs> ghost energy, ghost, energy. <laughs>
2: and it's got like little we put like little twigs on like the ends, yeah. so it like looks like little antennas. These are specially designed using sacred geometry, and it's, it's perfect.
1: Literally just a piece of tape. Yeah. <laughs> they've
2: been baptized by the Pope. Yeah, it was dipped in t- the Pope's piss. It's great. <laughs> yeah. All right, he come to a store near, from near you. The Vatican. Yeah, straight for the Vatican. Come to a
3: store near you. Hey, don't, don't mock it. That would probably be be our best idea we ever
2: came out with. <laughs> I'm, I think it's worth a shot. It's kind of gaggy, but you know some motherfuckers out there like, that's a great idea. That's going to go straight
1: that. on GhostHunterEquipment.com. Zach
2: Baggins buys. To, <laughs> Zach Baggins invests in new startup, Ghost Batteries. Elon Musk raises stock value of Ghosts
1: sucking his pretty Ghost Batteries because he uses them in Teslas. <laughs>
2: Send him to space. Ghosts in space. Space ghosts. <laughs> He's using
3: ghost energy to fuel cars.
2: <laughs> it's like it's like Monsters, Inc. It's like, quit using their screams. Laughter's better. Ghost batteries. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I hope that stays, because that was fucking brilliant. No, fuck, man. That was brilliant. All right, I'll say it again. The Henderson's also experienced battery drains on some of their electronic equipment while on the road which Ghost Hunters claim can be a sign of an entity drawing power to show its presence. The couple also had the word felt come through a voice box that had been running during their investigation. While the road grows in popularity, especially around Halloween, the County Historical Commission is currently planning to reinstall the road's historical marker. This here marker has been stolen several times over the years. And it was found in 1997 on a routine traffic stop in Colorado. Oh shit! Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, we're now we we from Colorado to Texas. Or they drove California? a long way to steal a historical mark. Ah damn! A local constable here named Robert Wood paid out of his own pocket to have it shipped back to Marshall. Spear said, a local Eagle Scout named Ty Weekly, refurbished it, and is now Judge Hugh Taylor has it. And it's waiting to go back up there. It's been mounted on a granite block so it can't be stoned again and placed at the Pine Bluff Church. Stay tuned next episode when the purgatory boys go steal. steal it again. <laughs> steal the river coach. <laughs> Historical marker. That would be a hell of a clickbaity fucking YouTube channel. It's just like, we steal the river coach. Historical marker. It's just us like like trying to shake this Sh- granite block. It away. We're like, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's not working. Hey, boys, what are you doing out there? <laughs> oh, nothing, officer. Don't worry about it. Texas. Texas. <laughs> just working on my mining skills out here <laughs> in Texas. Lone star. Lone
2: star. The road has been recently repaired by the county. Thanks again, Adrian. Glad the road's doing well. They did some repair work out there in the past 30 days, I believe, Spear said. Taylor did not return phone calls inquiring when the marker would be going back up. Spear said he believes the marker is a target for thieves due to the road's popularity. The road is popular because of the stories and the legends that makes the marker popular, Spear said. Henderson agreed, saying the ghost hunting groups have been more than quadrupled to the road in recent years we went down there to prove the stories were wrong and in the end we couldn't do it Henderson said well there you have it folks Texas is haunted Texas just like everybody else you couldn't do it <laughs> Supermax plus ghosts down there Texas style yeah that's
1: Actually, uh, th- interesting do
3: you think the ghosts are bigger in Texas
1: yeah physically they're we, just we, large yeah, they're, they're the, the the Nordic Giants <laughs> of of the ghost yeah. world, they're the Odenheim Giants of the ghost world in oh, town God. in Texas. Yes,
2: oh, I, I just can... went that
1: just went near right near. over Adrian's head. Yeah, he's not yeah. a God of War fan. It's not even yeah, God of War. No. That's fucking Norse mythology. That's true.
2: That's true. Did you guys actually see pictures of Stagecoach Road? Like when they're talking about the indentation? Oh, it's that's a fucking... deep. Yeah, it's like actually pretty deep. Shit, dude. From oh, the stage look at coach. that
1: dark picture right there. The two over to your left.
2: Yeah, what's what's your vote, Adrian? What's your what's your favorite?
1: Yeah, between between Jeremy Swamp Road in Connecticut, uh, Boy Scout Lane in Wisconsin, or Stagecoach Road in Texas. Uh,
3: my favorite might be Jeremy Swamp Road.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was a good one. I think I'm gonna stick with that one too.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna just be different because the Texas one was was kind of cool, but because now I've seen the road, it looks that's very intriguing, very creepy.
1: You know what? But let's, they're all great. Let's look at let, let's look up fucking uh, yeah. uh, Swamp Road here. Jeremy what was it again? Swamp road. Jeremy Swamp.
2: Ram. It gets
3: super oh, foggy, so that's why it's so creepy. You have to look at the the pictures of when it's foggy.
2: Oh, that's when, it,
3: that's when we need to go.
2: I'm fucking down. <laughs> that does dude. look. Can Connecticut, actually? Shit. The foliage there is a little creepy. Yeah, because would be 100 down for that road. Holy shit. Yeah, that, that looks lit. Well, here's what's interesting though. You could say, if you want to say this, is that this this whole melon head thing is possibly kids who had enlarged head syndrome or whatever, like a disease. And they were in an asylum, and then they escaped, and now they're just feral, multiplying with each other.
1: You know who this reminds me of? Huh? Uh, in Monty Python, what? the Holy Grail, when they okay. go to the uh, uh, leopard colony? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's exactly I what I think of The neonates. I gotta watch
3: probably... what, what are those uh, I Those one it. people called that, uh, it was a family, and they lived in a cave. Oh. They murdered a bunch of people.
2: Like the House of the Hills type shit?
3: Yes, yeah. the movie was actually made of
2: Yeah, who were they? Yeah, they... Actually, terrifying story. Yeah, because huh. they are like cannibal, and they would they would take one of the youngest victims, like female victims, and impregnate them, and just keep creating more inbred offspring.
1: The way you say that makes me wonder when these articles are written, because if the talk of the melon heads is yeah. before, okay, but the talk of the melon heads is after could be just an imagination of a movie series. Could be. Anyways, I'm sticking with it's Jeremy. A, it's Swamp not wrote. a movie. Yeah. It
3: was actually real life. I really? think it's real life. The, too. Yeah, there's news articles yeah, the, the, here. The, yeah, the movie was written about King, like King Henry. King Henry went and found him and murdered the whole family. Yeah, I
2: think it was a real family, huh. dude. Yeah, like a real cannibal inbred family that lived I'd in find these hills. It right now. That's crazy. Yeah, that they would like kill hikers or campers and then, like I said, in breed with them and then eat them. Huh? You know, that's wild. Uh, I won't spoil The Last of Us, but there's a hint. Ready? For you. Ready?
3: Real quick. Yeah. I'll do this and then and then
2: end it. Yeah and this motherfucker. Actually,
4: if it loads, let's see. Do-do-do. The Alexander
3: Sonny Bean. It's called the Bean family. Uh. <laughs> yes. That, Bean was the leader of 40-plus member clan in the 16th century who murdered and cam- cannibalized more than a 1,000 victims over 25 years. Bean reportedly moved into a cave with a woman named Black Angus...
4: ill.
2: She's got got the blue waffle. She's got the blue (laughs) waffle going on. No, not
4: the blue waffle.
2: After
3: leaving his childhood home, having no legitimate source of income, the two would ambush travelers on the nearby highway and lure them to the cave where they would be robbed and killed. The two soon realized that they needed to dispose of bodies in order to avoid being caught. It was at this point, reports... That they started eating the flesh of their victims, picking the pickling the leftovers, and <clears throat> discarding remains that would occasionally wash up on nearby beaches. The cave was about one hundred and eighty meters deep, and the entrance was entrance was blocked by water at high tide. Features which helped Bean and Douglas avoid detection for over twenty five years. During this time, Bean or uh, during this time, Black Angus bore eight being sons and daughters and six daughters who went on to produce 14 granddaughters and 18 grandsons through incest. Over the years, the clan are said to have successfully carried out ambushes at night to rob and murder individuals or small groups before their corpse were brought back to the cave to be dismembered and eaten. Local villagers believed it was wild animals that were carrying out the attacks. However, one robbery did not go as planned and led to the death of the entire clan. They ambushed a husband and a wife who were traveling along the coast of the on horseback, but the former was able to defend himself and managed to escape. <clears throat> the husband informed the local magistrate about his gruesome experience. After which, King James the IV... Fourth. Wait, is the V? Ve- uh, sorry, long day. Which King James the Fourth organized a search party consisting of four hundred men and several bloodhounds. They, fa- they soon found the cave with the twisted clan huddled inside, surrounded by the dismembered corpse. The clan was then captured and taken in chains to the bo- Booth Jail in Edinburgh. Soon after, they were executed without trial, as they were not deemed of deserving one for. Their heinous crimes. Whether or not this legend is true is is likely to put. Min- oh, that's a load of shit. Okay. Yep, that, that's the story.
4: There We're we go. There
1: you have it. Dude. You know. You in know what brunch. I have to say. You know what I have to say. Yeah, one sure Happiness is a can of beans. <laughs> <laughs> so crack them open <laughs> and put it over the fire. Crack it open and put it in your
2: mama. All right, oh, Adrian. Hey. Let's end this episode. Oh, <laughs> got my oh, ghoul. <laughs>
3: If you guys want to go, go sign in with us on some of these haunted roads, please email us at stuckinthispurgatory@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You, you could either DM us as well, which is at stuckinthispurgatory, or you can look at all of our several links that are found on our Instagram to take you to any one of our amazing sites, maybe even our Patreon. You never know. It's always at stuckinthispurgatory.
1: Well, guys, I just want to let you know that uh, literally any road in this entire world could be named Haunted if you just die on it. So don't do that. Love you guys. We need you around to listen to our fucking episode. Please don't die on a road. Don't make us investigate fucking Dick Flop Road out in weird-ass Quebec or some shit. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying. Ghana. (laughs) We love you guys. Stay alive. Keep
2: listening. How do I follow that up? That's like pretty much it. There you have folks. Chase Chase has informed you not to get stuck in this purgatory so that you can continue to listen to our podcast. Love you. Bye.